Hi everyone, and welcome to Employee, your podcast for rethinking employment. My name is Christina Walker-Meyer, and I'm your host for this podcast. Today I'm really happy to have Paul Berg with us today. Paul is the co-founder and managing director of the company Good Jobs, which is a job platform for good jobs that we would like to present today. So thank you for your invitation to your office and good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's actually quite early today. Paul, I'm really happy that you join us for our, one of our first episodes and that you're taking the time to answer our questions. And before we start to talk about your company, it would be great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, like what's your background and what was the journey uh, until you became the co-founder of Good Jobs. Yeah, of course. I started my so-called career with a very, very bad uh, abitur, which didn't really prepare me for everything that came afterwards. <laughs> But fortunately, I did found a very non-private, private university at Lake Constance in the very south of Germany that accomplished to inspire me for yeah more than three years. And actually, it, it's uh, the inspiration is still lasting on. After my bachelor degrees, I had some practical um, experience at uh, big media companies such as Axel Springer or Pro7 uh, Ventures. And my inspiration got smaller and smaller with each day I was working at those big companies, not because I actually didn't like the content or the topic of the work, but because I really couldn't stand the working environment. Mm -hmm. And at first I didn't really know what exactly was disturbing me about this environment. And I think later on I found out a huge aspect was definitely the missing purpose mm -hmm. or the missing aspect of being driven by purpose. Because I couldn't really understand or feel why everybody was working there besides economic reasons. After those experiences, I traveled to Berlin because I thought, all right, in Berlin, it must be different. <laughs> And yeah, luckily I found my co-partner at Good Jobs, David. And David was at a similar stage or actually in a similar position, but on a different stage because he actually founded a few internet companies and successfully sold them. And after he sold them, he was in a nice position that he could actually decide what he really wants to do. Mm -hmm. So, and he decided to do something with more purpose. He founded a magazine, which is called the Enorm Magazine. It's about sustainability and alternative ways in business in general. And he founded a, a foundation, which is now working in Africa. He was kind of in a, sim in a similar position because he broke up with something and wanted to do something with my purpose. He already started that. Yeah, then we started our job platform, Good Jobs, from his first sustainable business, the magazine. It wasn't too far away to like a job platform because normally um, a lot of big media corporations um, market their content and their reach via verticals like recruiting or jobs. Mm -hmm. And this is what we did. Yeah. So I actually kind of founded my own uh, job with a purpose, which was giving other people's job with a purpose, or actually linking them to that, yeah. And that's a really, really nice story. Can you tell us a little bit now what Good Jobs is about? You already mentioned it's about like giving people, helping people to find a job with a purpose. Can you explain us a little bit what kind of services do you offer, for whom and since when? Yeah, let me start with my marketing claim. We always say that Good Jobs is like a puzzle and we try to connect people and purpose, mm -hmm. um, which is an easy picture for what we do. 
We have a job platform that is in its structure or that was in its structure similar to classic job platforms as Monster or Stepstone, for example, that really just copied the advertisement or the recruiting niche from old newspapers into online. Because actually what you did is just like buy a job offer or buy the, the, um, the ad, the job ad, and put it on the platform, um, no matter if it's like print or online, and then just wait if somebody would apply. So this is a very non-complex model and we just copied that because it was way easier to copy a non-complex model than a complex mm -hmm. model, of course, at first. Right now, we kind of, we are trying to develop this model to a, a yeah, broader model where we could actually inspire more people because, yeah, as you said, we are hosting um, jobs with purpose on our platform. That means it's either sustainable or social jobs. We do have a target group and it's probably more than a million people in Germany. But what we think and what we expect is that way more people than actually the people that already know they want a job with a purpose are kind of made for a job with a purpose. And our mission is to inspire them that they would actually look for a job with a purpose. Because I think a lot of people would agree when you would ask them if they wanted purpose in their job, but just a few people are actually consciously chasing that. Yeah, and demanding for it also. So you believe that a lot of people maybe don't even challenge their jobs or like not even like actively looking for a purpose, like don't even maybe have this concept of purpose even in their mind. Of course, yeah, definitely, definitely. Of course, you have to be in the position to actually be looking for, for purpose. If you don't have a proper classical education or if you had to struggle with different problems in your life and it was hard for you to even achieve having a job, then of course, the first thing you would do is not actually look for purpose, mm -hmm. but how you could stay in that position and make some money and afford living. Luckily, in Germany, of course, we have a yeah, situation where a lot of people don't have to fear those existential needs. Yeah, actually can, can look for other needs. Although the need for luck might be existential as way, well, it's a deeper question. But yeah, definitely not everybody is uh, chasing a job with purpose, but uh, you have to be in the position for that. And on the other hand, even if you would be theoretically in the position to do that, our system is really not made uh, to or to, to teach us to look for purpose. And it's a way bigger problem and topic than just work related because the bigger purpose you should find is of course a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And I think really from an early start in our life, in, in school probably, we are trained by the system not to chase a purpose or an own purpose, mm -hmm. but to fulfill artificial purpose created by the system. Mm -hmm. in, in school, maybe it's having good grades, but if you are very good, a very talented art student, but you can't deal with numbers and math, the system tells you you're not good yeah. because you don't fulfill the average. And yeah, that's that's a more substantial problem, obviously. Yeah. Actually, just when I came here, I also listened to a podcast where it said why a lot of people don't really feel enough with what they are individually because already like in kindergarten or in like elementary school, you're measured by if you're good in sports, if you're good in math, if you're good in like literature or uh, if you're good in writing and 
I mean, in normally people are not good in in sports and math and in writing, but they're like individuals. Yeah. But then if you're not good in one of them, it should be totally fine. But the grades that you're receiving is actually just telling you um, you're not good enough. Yeah. And this means like not everyone is good in everything, but and that means we're telling everyone somewhere that if he's, he or she's not good enough. And this is how this kind of feeling of being not good enough somehow starts. And it gets worse and worse through university and through like, let's say, unsatisfying work situations. And it's, and it's a paradox because, um, of course, later at university or uh, in, in scientific institutions, every economic teacher would tell you that specification is so important mm -hmm. and you have to be, or if you want to achieve excellence, you have to specify your, your knowledge, your skills. And we, what we are doing is the complete opposite. Yeah, that's true. So we're already really deep into the topic. Yeah. Before we jump deeper, I mean, you already explained a little bit what your journey was. So uh, until you actually, how, how you came up with the idea, maybe we have not talked about that specifically, but just how I understood it is you actually had your own pain points. So you had your high school um, degree, which was maybe not perfect. So you went to that university, but then ended up in jobs that did not make you happy or like where this concept of purpose came up for you. You, you felt something is not right. Can you explain a little bit further than how you came up with the idea and also which maybe user needs you detected or also needs from job seekers? And yeah, what the actual problem is you wanted to solve you. I think you scratch a little bit on the surface, but maybe mm -hmm. we can talk a bit mm -hmm. more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe uh, first of all, my journey, I have a nice anecdote that describes my actual pain point uh, regarding the work environment. Because at that time I was working at, I think I can drop the name, right? Axel Springer, I already did that. I was uh, going to work sometimes in just a t-shirt or a nice casual jogger jogging pants which didn't look too gangster or too uh, used it was a new one it looked basically almost like a suit yeah or like like suit trousers so still sometimes my boss in this company would tell me not to wear a shirt or not to wear jogging pants because it's just not right in the company or we just fit the stand <laughs> fit the standards and maybe at that time it was like four or five years ago jogging pants were not wanted so so around as they are now But still, I could I could totally not understand that because I was definitely showing respects to my to my coworkers by my behavior. And if you want to ask if if I was showing that respect by my clothing, I would also say yes because I wasn't dressing disrespectfully. Of course, still they would tell me to wear a shirt, which is of course ridiculous when you don't even have a contact to customers, right? So at the same time, the very own CEOs. Of this company went to the Silicon Valley to actually understand not just how business is done but how the vibe and general mindset is like there and they found out people were laughing at them because they were still wearing suits ties stuff like that and they immediately dropped their suits and ties and put on hoodies and yeah. let them beards grow and this has n not just something to do with fashion of course but with other skills and another mindset you have to develop, of course. And those companies in Silicon Valley, they, they taught us 
uh, to be more uh, tolerant, flexible when it comes to work, to maybe pay less attention to some grades or to just superficial aspects of a person, but just uh, hire them by skill, not even by age, but skill. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that was a super paradox for me and of course ridiculous. And this is a nice little example for um, yeah, kind of my, my problem at that time. Yeah. yeah. So how did you come up with the idea of then um, creating oh, a job platform? Yeah, yeah. Well, because at that time it was just really hard to Google jobs with purpose. As easy as that. And I thought there must be something else where you really show people that there is an alternative. And in that time there were some platforms. I mean, we have partner platforms such as Green Jobs, for example for specific workers uh, in the field of environmental uh, tech, for example. But this is, of course, way, way too long tail for everybody who's looking for a job with a purpose, because most of the people that are looking for a job with a purpose are, of course, not skilled technicians. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to, to actually found something that was yeah, even meant for people like me that are not already in the field of sustainability or, or social business, but can still connect to the kind of mindset or lifestyle of trying to having a job with a purpose. So we kind of, our concept is way broader and is way more emotional than just like a small niche platform for specific kind of job in, in the field of sustainability. And that's what we try to create. This is why right now we are not just like a job, job platform. And if you visit goodjobs.eu, you, you, can, you can already uh, immediately see that because Our platform is more um, a hybrid out of a job platform, a magazine and a data database. We have a database with all the um, sustainable um, employers uh, in, in Germany, Switzerland and Austria. And we have a magazine with content for people that do not already know what an NGO is or what Oxfam is or what impact investing should be. Or they might not know about holacracy or have never really thought about jobs with a purpose. And mm -hmm. so we are trying to yeah, just, just inspire them to actually think about those topics. And what is really working out for us is, is that we link that uh, content with jobs. So if you would look for, or if you're actually reading an article about a new solar platform in the south of Portugal, we could, or what we are doing is actually presenting you a job at a solar company, mm -hmm. maybe not in the south of Portugal, but maybe in the south of Germany. Mm -hmm. And this is really working out because, of course, when you have applications that for a position as an accountant that are not just good accountants, but also really, really into the topics and fields you're working in, of course, this is this is a huge USP or a, a huge added value. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually like the, the content on your platform a lot. I think it covers also a lot of topics that we're discussing in the podcast itself. Why did you decide that this whole content is so important for you? This, I guess it's a little bit more than just a pure marketing tool. It covers also topics, let's say, about new working models and concepts, some life hacks on how to deal with, let's say, complicated situations at work. So why, why do you spend so much time on producing this content and where do you see, as you mentioned already a little bit, the link to, to the jobs? Why, why do you see this big of an importance? Mm -hmm. Because the, the, the emotional need of the people is already there, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really translate in their actions. And what is helping in, in such kind of position is uh, inspiration or um, activation. 
we can do that by by content um, by different kinds of content we're starting with articles as i said we we featured some events uh, where we are talking to people but of course if you want to scale that uh, content is, is a nice way to do that mm -hmm. yeah All right, so we talk now so much about good jobs. Uh, if I would ask you, how do you define a good job? What would you answer? Well, for us, a good job doesn't mean that all the other jobs are bad. But we want to, like in, in Germany, in school, or probably in other countries, if you don't get already the, the grades already in elementary school, you get little stars on your sheet, right? Mm -hmm. And we try to put <laughs> little stars on some jobs because, I, because we think it's worth uh, stressing them. But, but a good job for us is always linked to the field of sustainability or social aspects. Of course, I would never say that all the other jobs are bad, as I just said. And of course, even people that work in NGOs or that work for Tesla, they have to, even if you want to buy a Tesla, you have to use and ride on streets. Mm -hmm. And somebody has to build this street, these streets. And NGOs couldn't work without streets and they couldn't work without iPhones probably and couldn't work without laptops. So if, if, they, if we would claim that uh, all those other jobs are definitely not purposeful, that would be wrong. Our definition for a job with a purpose, as I said, is so, or it has a social aspect um, or a sustainability aspect. Furthermore, when you really try to create a job with a purpose, maybe even from an employer side of you, you definitely need three aspects. It's um, understanding, it's creating and purpose. You have to, employee has to understand where he is in the company, what his tasks are and why he actually does those tasks. Uh, for example, the OKR system can help you with that because then people can really link their own skills or tasks to the higher company goal. The second part is creating. So after understanding there is creating, they definitely have to be able to create something and they have to have impact in your company. If they would just check on some random numbers or do uh, PowerPoint presentations that directly go into the, the trash bin, which I did at Axel Springer, <laughs> you, you, won't, you will never feel uh, purposeful in your, in your job. And the third aspect is the purpose itself, because there has to be a purpose, it has to be communicated, um, you have to link your work to that. Those three aspects, of course, could or can develop in, in, in different companies or branches as well. But the perfect ideal of a job with a purpose for us is a purpose in an organization that is linked to sustainability or social aspects and has those three aspects. Mm -hmm. On your website, I also found the definition and it even adds one more dimension, which is it's individual. So it's, it's also improving the world, but it also fits to you individually. So I really like the concept of individual jobs because I just don't believe in standardized job profiles that don't fit to individuals. It's a little bit what we talked before. Yeah. You put grades on people because you expect them to be amazing in everything they do, but this is not how individuals work. Can you also explain us a little bit what this concept of individual jobs means and how do you as a platform try to support that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I said, you have to have those three aspects and to understand your job and to be actually able to create in your job, it really has to fit to your mindset and to your skills. And this is where jobs or with a purpose start to be a very individual thing. We always say that this job might be purposeful for you, but maybe not for another person. And you really have to define that by, by yourself. 
Um, it just doesn't work like that, that people would tell you, yo, this is your purpose. Be inspired. It doesn't work. You have to find that out for yourself. Same with purpose in your life. Of course, you have to find that out by yourself. You can read as many books as you want and, and soak up the information. But if you're not starting to actually live like that, it won't work. And you have to have your own experience. Yeah, because experience really gets you to a point where you can feel purpose. This is what, what we mean by saying that uh, jobs are or jobs with a purpose are a very uh, individual topic. Mm -hmm. And what are or what defines good companies for you? And what are, let's say, criteria for the jobs and companies that you present on your platform? Yeah, as a gatekeeper for a lot of people that maybe wouldn't check so closely on those companies, of course, we do have to have those criteria and it's really important. But still, till now, we can't manage to have an integrated rating agency for sustainability. So we somehow had to find a way to, to check up on, on those organizations and still being able to um, do our business. Yeah, what we did is, how we developed our criteria is we looked at those uh, sustainability rating agencies, saw their 500 pages reports on companies, try to distill what is important for us and try to distill what aspects of companies might be so transparent that we could actually uh, check it from an outside perspective. We looked at um, reports from journalists, we looked at a lot of articles from journalists, uh, we looked at specific literature, of course, to the United Nations Development Goals. And although they sound so big and, and, and maybe abstract to some people, they actually put together quite well. They really helped us to kind of define, okay, which fields are there for organizations with purpose in the fields of sustainability and social business. For us, it's five different fields, such as alternative business, saving environment, distributing knowledge, helping people and creating a fair um, society. And every organization that is featured on Good Jobs does really fit with their core model into one of those, at least one of those five aspects. And how do you make sure that those companies and jobs really fulfill those criteria? We can't. We can't. On our page, we try to, to state that because, of course, even in the most purposeful company, if your job or if your boss has a bad day or if your boss has a bad year, maybe, which is possible, or just doesn't two just don't connect to each other, then maybe it's hard to even if there is a nice purpose to, to feel purposeful in that job. So as we said, it's a very individual thing. Nobody can give you a guarantee for purpose, not even at like moon rocket companies, at Tesla or anything else. Um, because also of course it has it has to be fun as well. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows every football player for example Uh, knows that not every game is fun. So even if you like football, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, we all know that we all have shitty days at work. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and sometimes it's just a shitty situation. Yeah. And, and a shitty day can develop into one shitty year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the companies that you feature on your platform are these, let's say, only well-known, green, sustainable social companies. For example, let's take organic cosmetics. Yeah. Or are there also, let's say, new or sustainable jobs or corporate social responsibility job in large enterprises and big companies that you would maybe not consider as being good companies 
in the first place. Can you just give us a bit, little bit of uh, some examples that you would feature on your platforms? Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, we have a database with all the sustainable employees in Germany. But for us, those organizations uh, are good companies. So a good company has a core business organizational model uh, in those five fields I described, in the five fields of sustainability. If you are a so-called good company for us, we would feature every job, even if it's an accountant or the door guy or uh, marketing or the CEO. Still... We think that, of course, other companies, like more the traditional companies, can be sustainable as well. And, of course, their leverage to sustainability can be much bigger than the leverage of like a smaller company that is totally sustainable. Don't really want to exclude all those bigger organizations. They, are, they, they may be um, authentic and, and honest intentions regarding sustainability. And this is why we would, next to all the good companies, allow bigger companies with, and we can't really check on that either, but we can, we can try to, to, yeah, to understand it with really authentic, honest and effective sustainability uh, actions or intentions. We try to put them in the dialogue and say, all right, if you're looking for jobs that are directly linked to the field of sustainability, such as CSR manager or a sustainability manager, then we would also feature those jobs. We won't look for another sales guy at some companies, but for example, at DM, it's one of the biggest drugstores in Germany and it's founded by Götz Werner and Götz Werner is a huge fan or, or a huge figure in just working in a social way. And he's a, he's a huge role model for for most of the um, entrepreneurs in Germany. For us, the intentions of DM um, regarding uh, social aspects are really authentic. And this is why would, we would not say, okay, let's feature like another sales guy for your company, but for example, uh, the CSR manager. Yeah, so we would also try to put these companies in the dialogue uh, next to those companies that are maybe big and have a big leverage on sustainability. Especially in Germany, you have a huge uh, middlestand, so middle-sized companies that are sometimes really doing a great job. And although they might have not been to Silicon Valley or to, to some fancy startup workshops in Berlin, they are good at creating jobs with a purpose. And we have a lot of hidden sustainable champions in Germany. Not just hidden champions, but hidden sustainable champions. We, of course, allow them to communicate their sustainability a bit stronger mm -hmm. because mostly they are not doing that to actually brand them as sustainable employers because many companies and employers would rather not stress their sustainability actions because they would fear that somebody in germany we say would find a hair in the soup how, yeah how would actually start? try to find something that is bad about that that is so, bad about it yeah. even if it's just like a really small thing and yeah. would blow it up in Germany, we're usually very, let's say, jealous. And if someone is successful with something, we try to find, the, even if it's a tiny mistake, but it's really important to find something so we can feel better. Right. And we are super picky about that. And those and, and those companies, we, we are really uh, trying to yeah, motivate that they would stress those aspects more. And besides those companies, there are a lot of companies nobody has ever heard of that are doing a great job and of course we try to promote them and show everybody probably for every aspect or niche or branch in the classical or in the economical field there's one player on the good side yeah 
uh, or the so-called good side. You have companies that have vertical gardening or vertical farming systems. Actually, their offices look like Star Trek. You have companies that are selling cola to or cola in a in a 100 flat hierarchy where every member of the corporation could have a veto on decisions so they take a super capitalistic product such as cola and say all right let's basically almost try to promote or or market that in total anarchy or at least with like 100 flat uh, hierarchies we have companies that are 100 uh, transparent in their costs where you could where every employee could just look up what they are paying for toilet paper or what they are paying their ceo you have companies where you have actually people or new employees voting for the loan or discussing what the boss should get like how much money he should get so you have a lot of different and super inspiring concepts and almost as i said for every aspect in the old world you have a new aspect in the new world yeah a lot of people often ask me if the average loan is so much worse in the in the good field and sometimes it is of course and when you work for a non-profit or an ngo of course your your salary can't be as good as uh, probably in, in bigger tech companies but since there are so many companies in other fields and they are in sustainabilities in other fields such as engineering or recycling or even even just like some some mass products of course those companies can can pay a similar uh, salary to classic corporations mm. yeah and and this is really getting better and and there we really have a development yeah actually you mentioned a really important point that often there are like these hidden sustainable champions as you call them in germany that are let's say mid-sized and it's really hard to discover them to find the name of those companies and then on top find a job like maybe the job title is even different and it's not this typical product management front-end engineer so it's really hard to find those jobs so in, in one of our former podcast episodes with Dev Oshla, he also said um, you really need to do a certain, let's say, research. But then if you if you take the time and do that, and I think you your platform just makes it so much easier to do that kind of research, to really find those companies and to find those jobs with a purpose in, in good companies. Because if they don't have like a big name that you would know, where do you start your job search? Yeah, and the second point, the second question I wanted to ask, but you somehow answered it is that good jobs in general have the reputation of being like poorly paid. But I also agree, I think it depends probably on the size of the company and uh, also on kind of, of what jobs you have. And I mean, there are also a lot of good or let's say better jobs within large enterprises that start doing something good. And I think especially for those jobs, the situation might be a bit different. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So how does your job search look like? Um, so how can you look for new jobs? What kind of options do you provide at the moment? Well, on, on good jobs, it's kind of the, the basic or the first options that will come to your mind. We try to feature as many jobs on social media channels as, as possible. Of course, we have a job alert you can sign into. Uh, we have newsletters. We have our filtering system on our platform where you cannot just look after or look for those classic descriptions of and labels for jobs such as marketing or product management product management right <laughs> um, but also to really look for a purpose so we have some filters or a filter system that is where you can really put in your type of purpose you want to achieve and or fulfill and then yeah we we suggest you some some jobs yeah 
uh, what kind of, let's say, filter options do you have there? What kind of purposes mm. do you have? Well, for example, as I said, uh, those those five fields of sustainability, you could choose if you just in general want to help people, directly help people, or if you want to work in the knowledge knowledge sharing industry or in, in saving the environment. Mm -hmm. So you offer also new and alternative ways to discover those jobs on your platform. Do you have the feeling or did you also observe that users or job seekers are a little bit frustrated with the current way of job searching? I mean, definitely, of course, a job platform or even a job hybrid, which we have right now at Good Jobs, is not the holy grail of looking for a job because, of course, it should be easier. Actually, your CV should directly attract some of the really good jobs and then those jobs should, of course, come to you. This is what LinkedIn or, or Xing in Germany are, are trying to do. At least for me and, and a lot of other people, it is, it is not quite working out that well. This is, I th for me, at least the future of the recruiting market. Because I'm not a huge tech company, so we are not the first mover to actually de develop or uh, build up on, on those kind of technologies. But we are really trying to, you know, on the one hand, find other ways to maybe even in the classical field of, of job platforms, do something different and of course if we see that something is really has really proven to be better than than the last standard we try to adapt that yeah when it comes to doing stuff differently i think one of of uh, the companies we are featuring it's called switch up by arik arik is the is one of the founders of audible now he did switch up and they're a great company with a great model what they are doing is actually giving you an autopilot for all those contracts you have so they would optimize um, your gas bill or your water bill. You don't have to pay them anything mm -hmm. because they just get a share or a kicker by those companies uh, that are actually um, giving you those contracts. And what they do in their recruiting process is to just host really big and nice parties or, or grill festivals. Then they invite everybody and just everybody's connecting with everybody, with the employees, with applicants. Yeah, then it's just a, just a really natural way to figure out who would actually fit to your company and mm -hmm. who not. And we are trying to adapt those kind of things. Maybe if, if you have a nice position, uh, instead of just putting out a job uh, offer, you can write an article, produce content to attract more people for those kind of positions in your company. Of course, you couldn't do that for every position, but maybe for, for like the most important units, you could definitely do that. So on the one hand, you can always be a bit more creative than other employers mm -hmm. and just find more natural ways to attract talent and actually find out uh, which talent really fits to you because of course it's such like like as in a relationship or the fact that two people are very intelligent doesn't necessarily mean that they would be a good mm -hmm. match with employing i think it's the same thing you really have to to get to know the other person or the other company and um yeah as i said the future of of recruiting in my eyes is definitely not uh, the old model of um, a job platform yeah i really like the idea of these let's say recruiting barbecue events to get to know the the people better because uh, I also believe it's not only about the skills. Um, it's a lot of big companies are currently going into this mood for having like competence-based interviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's usually, let's say the top five tech companies are working that way and more and more tech companies are adapting this. Mm -hmm. This means you go into a job interview and they would even tell you at the very beginning, look, um, this is now not about like you and we don't want to talk a lot about like your you as a private person, your private life. We just want to focus on the competences here. Mm. And they would not even ask you like, who are you? 
what's your passion and so on. So they would just completely eliminate everything which is about you as a person, which is like kind of private things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just personally not really sure if this, is the right way. I mean, I do understand this because they want to get rid of the biases. So of course, you, yeah. they don't w want you to be like super like nice and sympathetic, like and win them over by sympathy. So I, I get that point. But on the other side, it's like, is it, we're not hiring robots, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that's why the, the, this kind of personal relationship is really important. And also that you said that companies should be aware of what kind of people are they looking for? Are they looking like for, let's say, more quiet people that do their own individual things? Do they look for people which are have a strong bias for action, which are like a bit more, let's say, extroverts? And I think in the end, it's about having like a good mix of people and not just it's kind of one, one, one kind of people. Yeah. You also told us a little bit that you're looking into diverse possibilities to, to find jobs. Uh, what I thought um, is quite interesting is also this job searches, let's say, rather based on strength and skills than just on job titles. Is this something or um, is this something or an approach that you would also consider in the long term for your platform? Or do you have already any other ideas how you want to move forward? We were actually testing that, but the companies and the job seekers were not really feeling that kind of process and they would more tend to use the the classical way mm -hmm. so of course you have to or you can always try to inspire or, or suggest a different process or another way but if 90% of uh, your users or your traffic they prefer uh, old classic ways then it doesn't really make sense to just mm -hmm. like from one day to another uh, switch your system yeah but but yeah we don't we well, till now in those two years where we of our existence um we didn't really try out other ways than those ways i just described yeah yeah i guess it's also really hard to to change user patterns or user yeah. habits that uh that have been there for a while and i think there were also a lot of approaches that did not work well in the yeah, past yeah. and uh, maybe this was also the reason why people would not adapt to that so quickly mm. because they're just not used and also how our education or how universities tell you how applications work even though it's like super painful in the end you just fall back because yeah yeah it's how technology also works yeah. today but of course parents have changed and sometimes it's so obvious that we don't really really see the difference but of course 10 years ago uh, you wouldn't find yourself in a tube checking on like just funny videos uh, and at the same time on, on maybe some wedding pictures of your friends on Instagram because back then 10 years ago we didn't really use Instagram but now and, and at that time you would look for a job maybe on a Sunday or if you did or didn't really have to do something at work and would say all right the next two hours is like job hunt and then I'll go to those job platforms today of course there are better ways for the jobs to actually find you because now you can sit in the tube and just like flip through your Instagram and then have a, like a good jobs ad where mm -hmm. we would suggest you a job with a purpose and uh, those uh, and, and of course this is this is, is changing patterns mm -hmm. yeah and they already have changed but uh, and yeah it's it's getting faster and faster but still um, right now we are in a weird mix out of uh, a very old probably like hundred year old system I don't actually know when the first 
job ads in print papers uh, were published it would mm -hmm. be an interesting fact to check check up on and um, yeah right now we're in a strange phase of uh, transition do you believe that those fixed standardized job profiles will change this whole concept will this change at some point or do you have any other idea how to solve the problem of let's say more diverse backgrounds of applicants that don't fit into standardized job profiles i mean yeah. i guess you're one of the best examples of a person that that really fits into a standardized job profile right maybe i don't know i could definitely uh, develop a standardized job form that would fit to me but the funny thing is uh, the bigger platforms such as stepstone for example by the way axel springer owned They are, they are standardizing their um, job ads even more because, of course, they have to, or they, they saw that they have to um, do a bit more in the field of um, uh, big data and um, actually use that kind of data. They have to standardize uh, even the, the different aspects of a, of a job form. And this is what they are doing right now, which would definitely help them because, of course, they have, they have a lot of data uh, which they can use. And, and now in, when they try to connect it in a different way and, and, and use it in a different way, this could maybe um, um, help all of us because, yeah, so far it's not as easy to find a nice job uh, you would apply for as uh, find another song you would listen to on Spotify or find another book you would uh, look for on or you would actually read and you would buy on Amazon, for example. Those companies are really good at, in suggesting you stuff. With jobs, is a bit more complicated. This is why it's not so easy, but uh, still there, there, there has to be a way and there will be a way to just connect your interests, your skills and, and your purpose or, or what you're planning to, to do in life with like uh, specific jobs. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you speak for companies now, what do you think um, is the benefit for companies to promote their jobs on your platform? Mm -hmm. So also what kind of candidates are they getting from your platform? Yeah, well, it's not just that we are uh, way uh, cheaper than, than other job platforms. Um, of course, we are highly selective. So in the last nine months, we had half a billion users but we just feature barely 1,000 jobs on our platform, uh, which means, of course, a lot of traffic for single jobs. The other part is yeah, I, I experience that almost every day because um, in the street we are working, there is like one bio company and they are customers of ours. And the difference between a bio company and a Rewe, of course, especially the Rewe in, in our town has some really nice uh, uh, employers, Or just in, just uh, in between the bio company is the organic supermarket chain and uh, Rewe is a let's say a normal supermarket chain. Yeah, yeah. And in Germany we have a weird mix because in Germany like an organic supermarket chain is not like Whole Foods, like a new and uh, uh, kind of luxury type of thing. It is kind of luxury in Germany, the bio company, but it, it has still some of the reform house vibes. So I don't know actually how to describe that, but there are some, some like ecological conservatives maybe even some older folks that would, would uh, rather go there and I don't know in the last 10 years uh, a lot of younger people of course are going to those kind of stores as well yeah when you go to that bio company store you really have uh, employees that are or workers that would really help you with everything they are super excited to actually work there they wouldn't work at Rewe if you ask them about the coffee from Nicaragua and, and what about those uh, small farmers and, and how much actually they are getting from 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 the price they would might not always know the answer 
but you can see they definitely want to know the answer and they would maybe ask their boss or just like just check on, uh, on it on Google and this is kind of the difference you have when you have a vision or a purpose and actually people that went to your company because they were looking for such kind of purpose uh, yeah to, to other uh, companies where you don't have that so if you would go to a job platform where and you are maybe a company that is selling organic uh, soda. If you would go to that company and present those jobs to people that are in their free time reading about companies trying to sell organic products, of course, the engagement of those people in the job will be way higher next to the fact that people that kind of spend their free time with those kind of topics uh, normally are at least above average qualified. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, how do you guys work at Good Jobs? Like, how are you as an employer? Um, how do you work? And uh, how much flexibility do you also offer to your employees? Yeah, of course, what we are trying to, to represent or in our position as a gatekeeper for good companies, we have to try to be a good company as well. As I said, you have to create jobs where people can understand what they are doing. So we are trying to, to do that with, with our Uh, adaption of an OKR system um, I talked about that uh, earlier and we are trying to to um, put our people in a position where they can really have impact and create something so everybody would know why their task or how their task is linked to our overall goal to inspire more and more people to or actually to connect people with purpose I, I should stick to our to our claim and our vision and um, we had always trying i think there's no position or almost no task where people can't feel their impact or where people don't have even an impact a good a good sign for that is that we are we're two years old we are now 20 people uh, at good jobs and i think we already hired five interns and made them to either trainees or to to like just uh, full for workers at our company and this really shows you that we would invite everybody uh, to have impact and, and to do stuff that matters at our company. And of course, we are putting our uh, purpose out. Uh, but those are kind of the theoretical parts and they have to really translate into all different kind of actions. So I could pick out some, some aspects such as like free lunch or a free organic lunch where everybody would connect or just like normal... Uh, uh, maybe not normal but actually unconventional team building stuff which is which is not just fun but really helps the company to to develop and be a good company and or such as 100% percent ökostrom so ecological uh, electricity, electricity. Mm -hmm. so of course those are kind of aspects that wouldn't differentiate us to all the other companies but it's like the groundwork you have to do as like a good company in our eyes um, yeah And what is maybe requested from your employees, um, let's say maybe in terms of flexibility or maybe what are kind of requests from your employees, which can also be barriers for you? Yeah, well, yeah, it's funny because when when you ask me about uh, like being a company or good jobs being actually a good company, it's, it's a nice case uh, study because even if you want to be or even if you are a good company, of course, sometimes there are things that, especially in the start of a company, have to be practical. So 
of course you have to have the best you can have the best intentions and say all right i want to have 100 transparent costs and i want to put that out in the world and i want to have um 100 flat hierarchies and i want to um have our own uh, uh, salary council where we would as a team figure out how much everybody should earn of course that can lead to you uh, to losing time and this is like a trade-off you always have to to make and, and see all right right when is the right stage to develop a really like your aspects of sustainability in an institutionalized way because i think you can do a lot of things in the right way without having it labeled or institutionalized at your company i um, admire companies such as for example einhorn um, that produce uh, vegan condoms uh, in germany and although they have a small team they're kind of famous for their work environment and they have a salary council and they discuss everything into the, the till the smallest details from from what it looks like at least from an outside perspective and and we had one of the co-founders um, in our events and he talked about that so i admire those companies but uh, at the same time you don't you don't as a company you don't have to have a bad conscience when you are not 100% cost transparent or you you don't already have a salary council because there are still or there are on the other side many good companies that we that we feature that have not like an old but more like a classical structure but just try to implement some some uh, uh, new aspects mm -hmm. yeah so it, job with a purpose is uh, very individual and and they can look very different and on the other hand of course good companies can can look very different as well so do you have any innovative ways of working you would like to share as i said we have of course we try to do it as agile as we can and work in as many uh, projects as we can in, in small circles we have a kind of transformed version of an OKR system in our company that really fits to our size because of course we didn't want to create so much extra work for, for everybody in our company because of course especially in a company um, that is, has not or that is not um, chasing the, the classical numbers driven way um, your resources are totally limited. Besides those aspects probably it's just probably normal kind of work with like people that are conscious and, and open-minded and for, for us of course it doesn't really feel innovative mm -hmm. but of course you would probably have a big gap from the way we work to the way other companies work it's it's funny because um, our angel investor Peter Endres uh, he was the CEO of the Ergoversicherung like a really big uh, insurance in, in Germany uh, for 25 years and he led a company with over 4,000 employees the way he's working in our company now and he is actually really working he's like he didn't just bring in his, his money but also his, his knowledge and his skills and his mentorship um is of course totally different to what he used to work like um it, it starts from from the workplace itself to how we discuss stuff and right now the angel investor is sitting in our office discussing the strategy of our company with an intern and that is totally normal for us and i would never say it's innovative yeah. because it's just like common sense to me that a guy that is uh, maybe even 40 years older than a smart intern would listen yeah. to the smart intern yeah and this is exactly the opposite to what happened to me in those bigger companies yeah. But still, I now I got used to that, so I wouldn't say it's innovative. I would just say it's common sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we heard this also from another startup uh, that I talked to. Um, they also said it's uh, no, actually, as a startup in Berlin, we're not pretty innovative. We probably work the same way as everyone else do. But of course, if you compare it to the traditional large enterprises like Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Volkswagen, like they would probably think, oh my God, this is super innovative how, yeah. those, how those guys work. Yeah. All right. We're almost at the end. Uh, within the content of your page, and we talked a lot about uh, the, this very good content on your page, I highly recommend it. Uh, I found a really interesting article about the meaning and purpose of work. It says like why we need more jobs with purpose. So do you believe that in near future, when a lot of jobs maybe have been taken over by robots or can be automated, the importance of so-called good jobs will increase? So let's maybe focus a little bit more on on these jobs where you need like people with empathy or jobs that require like a, a very high level of emotional intelligence um do you believe that especially those kind of jobs will become more important or um yeah how do you understand this whole level of need more jobs with with purpose there yeah definitely i can't really answer that in one sentence but It's, it's a kind of similar problem when you're talking about the general unconditional income. Probably like uh, that. So you yeah. get money and don't have to do anything for it. Yeah. And it's, it's a model how you actually can, can uh, create social welfare, uh, but still make sure that everybody in your country can afford just uh, yeah, living. And on that basis, actually decide what he or she really wants to do. And actually, Gatsbana... Uh, Who, had, who we were talking about is a really huge promoter of that uh, general basic income. Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar because when you have a general basic income, then you really have to ask yourself, all right, what do I want to do? Because your existential needs, they're kind of already fulfilled or not fulfilled, but maybe, maybe uh, safe. Yeah? So that puts you in that pos uh, position. And suddenly you try to connect, or suddenly you're connecting your work purpose with your purpose in life because you don't really uh, differentiate anymore between your working hours or your living hours because you are just there and you want to do stuff because actually at the, I mean, we, we kind of forgot that we want to do stuff. Like generally after we, we are born, probably we want to do stuff because nobody wants to do nothing. And um, with work, we sometimes forget that it should be fun uh, what we are doing. And, probably one third of our living time is we spend at our work so um, yeah we definitely should try to to do stuff we like and on the other hand when a lot of jobs maybe in the future will be automized through through robots for example there's a lot of work that can't be done by or that isn't done by humans anymore so humans should but still our society will be very productive because of course we will have that labor and we will have the, those robots but Yeah, we have to try or focus on, on the aspects that uh, we are actually good at and that differentiate us to robots. And I think those are the social aspects and empathy aspects you talked about. And um, some people even say that the general basic income could be a good um, addition to our future where a lot of jobs will be optimized. So even if people wouldn't have a job, they would, could still afford their, their living and then of course they will have to decide what they want to do and of course you in a job with a purpose you have to feel impactful as i just said and in in contrast to a machine um, you can feel very impactful uh, when you use your your very own skills and and um yeah of course that that is 
empathy and that is that that are social social skills creative skills and this will get way more important yeah so what would you be your advice for people that are looking for a more meaningful job more purpose in their job mm -hmm. it always depends of course on your position um, in many positions i would not exclude money for 100 because if you are not getting paid well or if you're getting paid unfair your job won't be fun um, because of course you have to feel appreciated and you have to um, um, being able to uh, afford living but when you have that covered up it's it's really important uh, for you to figure out your own purpose and as we said it's purpose in life should start before purpose at work but sometimes uh, the inspiration and the first move comes from work because there uh, we we really have to think about the purpose but think about your purpose in life think about your purpose at work and then just try to to follow your gut feeling because in most cases this is really right and it's a very valid way to then get in a position where you can feel uh, uh, happy yeah and Yeah, just just have the guts to do it. All right, so we already are our last question um, that I ask everyone that I interview. So since you're also a co-founder, you already have the chance, I think, to shape the ways how you find talent and how they discover your company and how the working environment looks like. But maybe there are probably things that are not easily solvable. So if you had to have the superpower to change one thing in terms of employment situations for your own employees, uh, what would you change? Yeah, still it would be the money aspect. Because money just gives you so much freedom. I know from, from all people that are working at our company that money definitely is not their first goal. But I would also know that if they wouldn't have to care about money, they would be even better. And I think everybody or almost everybody, probably just 90% would stay at our company even if they wouldn't have to care about money anymore, which is of course a great thing. That uh, and and yeah and for those ten percent that may, would maybe say ah oh, actually you know what I'll become a musician mm -hmm. all right we'll invite you to our next recruiting uh, uh, festival uh, and and there you can uh, make music and uh, we'll be happy that you're happy and uh, we'll find uh, some new employees uh, on that uh, barbecue uh, uh, festival mm. yeah so I would change definitely the money situation because if that is kind of if that topic is solved then I wouldn't fear to lose uh, uh, so many uh, co-workers and still I would think that everybody would uh, be even or could even more use their resources to actually do what they're doing at our company. Yeah, yeah. isn't that insane that in such, a rich comp uh, in such a rich country like Germany in the Western world we still say like this money is our biggest issue and in, 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 you know in the world there's so much money and money should not be the problem yeah. like it's insane yeah somehow. it is insane and um, we definitely don't think about that too much but we should think about that more yeah mm. and I think jobs uh, with a purpose can be at least one way to think about that more yeah all right so thank you very very much for this very nice interview yeah thank you and for the for the inspiration and the input thanks thanks